Hello and welcome to the Who's He podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's show, we begin the countdown to the end of Series 4 with a look back at Stolen Earth, the uh, the first of the two-part series finale. Uh, but first, a little bit of news. And, well, we were sort of hoping there'd be quite a bit of news coming out of uh, the San Diego Comic Con, which we uh, recorded well before any news arrived uh, from last week, didn't we? Yes. And we thought there'd be loads. We thought there would be. And... Well, there wasn't really, was there? No. No. Um, true to form, they're keeping it very close to their chest, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad they are, to be honest. Yeah. I'm glad they are. Um, now, the only things that have come out of this, um, really, that there's been loads of different interviews and stuff, which I've got to be honest, I haven't uh, bothered watching or listening to. Um, but all that really has come out is the um, some more episode titles have, yes. have been announced, haven't they? So, as everyone knows, the first episode of the series is called Asylum of the Daleks. Um, that's then followed up with um, A Town Called Mercy, which we now know is the um, <laughs> the Western episode. Uh, but the second, I say, I said that was the second episode, but it's not. The second episode is actually a, the, one of the Chris Chibnall uh, penned stories. And it is, now get ready for this, folks, Dinosaurs on a Spaceship. Yes, we 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 was warned we was going to have uh, titles like this, weren't we? Mm, we he li- certainly were. He liked the response to "Let's Kill Hitler," didn't he? So yeah. we are now going to get dinosaurs on a spaceship. Yes, mm, written by Chris Chibnall. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it could be very good, but I'm not a big Chris Chibnall fan. No. No, and the, the other episode that's been announced, or has been given a title anyway, is one called Cubed, which is yeah. also written by Chris Chibnall. Yeah. I mean, on the dinosaurs on a spaceship, the, the one thing that made me laugh and that is someone said about, it's Adric, he's back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the spaceship Christ. just grazed the earth, picking up a few dinosaurs on the way. <laughs> Well, apparently this is the one they said they had to build the the biggest set they've ever built for Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh, For this particular episode. Now, the other thing that did come out of San Diego Comic Con, there was a a couple of extended clips shown, which we we thought last week would just be like another extended series trailer. Yeah, and Uh, we thought we'd have seen it by now. Yeah, Um, but no, (laughs) nothing's been... um, I must admit, I haven't gone looking for it. Maybe it is on YouTube, I don't know, but... um, I haven't gone looking for it, but there was a couple of clips uh, released, or shown, sorry, at the San Diego Comic Con. Uh, one was from Dinosaurs on the Spaceship, and the other one was from a town called Mercy. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. There are descriptions out there, but again, I've sort of stayed away from it. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting that they've chose to to not put them up. Because mm. I think we were talking about the trailer f- um, for that was shown at the um, Cardiff, the main convention in Cardiff back in March. Yeah, was put up basically the next day after the convention, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, rather than that just being an exclusive to the people that was at the convention, I thought probably they'd do the same with this, but obviously not. Obviously not. So, well, that's that's fine. I mean, it's it's one thing having a trailer, but they're actually showing clips from the. Um, I don't know, potentially spoilery clips I don't know, I don't know what was in them but 
you know, I'd, 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 I'd rather think not. I'd, I think it's probably no more than perhaps what you'll get before the the credits on the actual episode. Could be, could be. It's but it's one of those things. It's sort of one person's um, quick clip as another person's spoiler, isn't it? So some people just prefer to go and completely, you know, completely cold. And yeah, and I'm one of those people. So you know, I like to I like to practically know nothing beforehand if I can. Difficult in the age of the internet, I know, but yes. you know, but uh, yeah, I, I try my best anyway. Now, the 50th anniversary next year. Now, there's there's an advert has been um, placed on the BBC Careers um, page, looking for a new producer. Now, what it says, it's a passion for drama and a knowledge of Doctor Who is essential. Is in the job description. So now, what people are sort of Sort of putting two and two together. Who who knows? There might, might be a docudrama um, on the way for um, basically how Doctor Who was created. Yeah. Now, with, there's no other details present. It's just very much surmising at the moment. Um, thoughts on that? Um, it, I mean, if if they, you'd expect them to be doing something. I mean, not to do something. We're probably going to have very much a Doctor Who night for yeah. the fiftieth. So, other than we'd hope an episode will go out that night, there will have to be other stuff around that to make it worth doing. Well, yeah, they, they say the single drama, it's a single drama on, on BBC Two. Yeah. Which tends to go with if they're going to have a theme night. They're always on BBC Two, aren't they? Yeah, because they can do it without breaking too much of the normal scheduling. Yeah, exactly. Getting the way of EastEnders or whatever the hell they're showing. Um,. Yeah, it certainly sounds interesting. I mean, I don't know if this is... I mean, it's purely... It'd be ironic if it went up against these tenders. <laughs> it would, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's um, oh, it's pure conjecture at this point, but, you know, it, it would be would be nice. Um, but I think people already started tweeting who they would like to see playing William Hartnell. So the, the, uh, David Warner has been mooted, um, and so has Bill Nye again. Yeah. So, yeah, don't know. It's all... It's all they say it's all conjecture, all conjecture. So, but it, it, it sounds interesting because they have. Remember, BBC Four did those um, docudramas, and they were like, well, like Huey Green and Steptoe and Son. Yeah, and was it Frankie Howe was the other one? Um, while they were very good, apparently they were not factually correct in any shape or form. And there's a bit of a history attached to the Steptoe one, where they basically said in the in the docudrama that they basically hated each other, um, and it was complete. Um, fiction, and so it's uh, complete fiction to the point where Harry H. Corbett's family is actually um, forced the BBC to withdraw all DVDs, and it will never be shown on television again. Yeah, that's how factually incorrect it was. So um, let's let's if they are doing a, a docudrama about do- the creation of Doctor, let's hope they're a little bit more factually correct this time. Then Harry H. Corbett's daughter's brought out a biography mm. recently. No, just a, not linking with anything. No, just, 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 a, just, a, just a, a non sequitur. <laughs> so it may, may be interesting to read that based on what you're saying. Yes, maybe, maybe. Um, now, uh, the, the other big news this week is the Doctor Who experience opens yesterday in, in uh, Cardiff Bay. Yeah, just in time for the school holidays, which makes perfect sense. Yes, indeed. There was a bit of a, a grand opening. They had um, a few Cybermen and a, a, a yellow Dalek and some Silence and Silurians keeping the crowd entertained as they queued up to get in. Um, now, I've seen a little brief video, on, I think it was on the SFX website, 
where they show what's inside, and it it doesn't look too bad actually. Um, there's a lot of the stuff that was obviously we didn't get to see it in London either, did we? No. Um, but they've no mo- moaning yeah. about everything being out of London. The one thing that was in London, we didn't bother going to either. Do you, do you know what? That is the one thing about people who live in London. They never go and see anything that's on in London. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's probably a, true. We're going to see it now. It's in Cardiff. Probably. Well, the thing is, the, the tickets are half the price to what they were in London. Yeah, it probably works well, out so. at the same price. Then. Probably. Tell me you've sort of got your train down there and everything. Yeah. yeah or you've driven down or whatever. But yeah, uh, but apparently they had um, Bessie. Although, although on our previous experience, it might cost us a bit in wine. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yes, that was coming home though. I, I wouldn't like to yeah. turn up to the doctor experience completely <laughs> pissed. But <laughs> now, as, as I was saying, apparently they had Bessie there as well. Now, I, yeah. don't, I don't know if it's just the opening or it's now part of the part of the display. Uh, but I wouldn't mind. Wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind seeing it. But they had all the um, all the doctors' costumes. Uh, they had the Peter Davison's TARDIS set, uh, David Tennant's TARDIS set. They had the uh, the, the makeshift TARDIS from um, the Doctor's wife, or whatever it was. Yeah, so yeah. it was all. Yeah, it was all there. It was all mm. there. Um, yeah, it didn't look too bad. Didn't look too bad. So um, I wouldn't mind going out to see that. Yeah, well, we'll have to see whether there's a convention next year. Perhaps, and we can tie the two together. I'll try to. We'll try to. Um, now, another, and it's not really Doctor Who news, this, but it's something we uh, spoke about. Uh, well, I suppose it was at great length, really. I think we were just uh, padding a, a slow news week out. Um, but as you know, the BBC. Well, that's narrowed it down. <laughs> that is, isn't it? Yeah. Could we oh, could pick, pick a podcast on that one? Um, yeah, the future of the television uh, TV centre. Uh, actually, I'll say that again. The future of the BBC television centre. I completely messed that one up, didn't I? Um, yeah, it's it's been decided now. As we as one knows, they were selling it off, uh, closed it down, sold it off, and it's been bought by a company called. Now, I hope I'm pronouncing this. Either Stanhope or Stanup PLC um, for the lovely price tag of two hundred million pounds. Yes. Yes. Now, um, a development company, aren't they? Yeah. Now, apparently, they're going to um, lease it out as refurbished office and entertainment space. Whatever the hell that means, um, but they're going to um, keep some of the studios there, as a, in particular Studio One. Yeah, uh, going to hire it out as like production facilities. So it's just going to be some sort of commercial thing. But um, I'm just glad they're, they're keeping the the site. Yeah, it's it's quite iconic, isn't it? We I think that's what we said, didn't we, before that it was the yeah a lot of our your childhood memory of watching TV. It features in those. So yeah. Um, just very heavily as well. If you're grown up in the in sort of the sixties and seventies, uh, in particular, you know the the, the BBC Television Centre. It was it just meant everything, didn't it? Really, mm. you know, it really did. It, it was sort of things like Cracker Jack and um, uh, Record Breakers. As we said before, that whole thing of you know Roy Castle tap dancing around the fountain. You know, it's it's a uh, it's imprinted on um, on a certain generation of children. Yeah, really is. So I'm just glad. I'm just glad it's it's not being knocked down. So I'd like to see what uh, what they, what they mean by refurbishment. Who knows? I, I suspect it will just look the same from the outside to a certain extent. The main building and everything else inside will be completely gutted. 
Well, well, I, I remember that documentary that, that was on about it. They, there was one particular part of it really, really was run down, even when it was in operation. Yeah, it was sort of separate to the main building. So yeah, so <laughs> maybe that's that's the one that would get the most uh, the most TLC. Who knows? Or if it's not preserved, it'd be not down. Maybe miss, maybe maybe, but I don't think that was uh, part of the the, the, the what, what everyone knows as the the BBC. Television centre, you know, it's not part yeah, of the main the, building. It's the round bit, isn't it? And yeah, that's... that's it. That's the that's the one. Okay, right. Well, that's the that that's that kind of news done. But now, I said a couple of weeks back this was going to be sort of like a, a semi feature of um, of the Who's uh, He podcast. Uh, but now it's the third week running. Guess what time it is, uh, Paul? It's time for our friend from the anti-meta universe. It is indeed. It's Omega's Tack Corner. You pester me with trinkets! Right, now, in, in his Tack Corner this week, now I can imagine he would be most displeased with, with, the, with these trinkets. He really would be. Um, now, the first one. On eBay, someone is selling River Song's journal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it looks like the... River Songs Journal with the um, the TARDIS themed cover on it. Okay, um, the pages are blank, so you can fill in your own little adventures in there and everything. Um, but um, you may have to save up your pennies for this one um, because, folks, now brace yourselves for how much this is going to cost you. Um, actually, how much this seller has put it on eBay for? Right, yeah, I, I, sure. we should have a drum roll for this. I really do think we should have a drum roll, but anyway. He is asking, or she is asking, for £957.59. pence. <laughs> I mean, I ask you. And the last time I looked... So, so when's it coming? Well, well, I was going to say, there are no bids. <laughs> Honestly, they're expecting some... Even Forbidden Planet have choked on their drink. Exactly. Even they fainted at the cost of that one. I mean, unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. I don't know if this guy's just trying to cash in on the fact that it's the Doctor's you know, Doctor Who's 50th anniversary or something, but that is absolutely ridiculous. It's got to be a typo, surely. <laughs> it's got to be a typo. I'd... <laughs> oh, my God. Right, okay. Well, let's let's go on to some slightly cheaper tat, shall we? Go on, then. Okay. Right, now, I don't know if, if um, you're like me, Paul, that... When you're sort of uh, getting ready for bed in the evening, you're sitting down drinking your your brandy and smoking your your finest cigars, um, uh, uh, unwinding at the at the <laughs> no, end. I'm of definitely a, not like you. <laughs> at the, you know, at, at the end of a long day, have you ever thought, well, do you know what? I wish my dressing gown looked like Captain Jack Harkness's RAF great coat. Did you ever have you ever thought about that? I have to say it's never crossed my mind. My mind does not tend to go to Captain Jack because I'm about to go to bed. I well, so. you know, if you are that way, if you if that does come to your mind one evening, well, guess what, Paul? You can you can buy a Captain Jack Hartness toweling robe um, for the handsome price of forty nine pounds and ninety nine pence. And guess what you can get it from. It wouldn't be Forbidden Planet. Oh would it? yes, it would be Forbidden Planet. Indeed, it would. Um, or eBay for another thousand. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, um, just to describe it to you, it is in REF blue. 
uh, with the gold buttons, the double-breasted look down the uh, down the front, and with the captain's epaulets on the on the shoulders as well. So there you go. Yes, very yes. handy. Yes, there you go. Um, now I have seen also tweeting. I I don't know if it's also for some Forbidden Planet. I haven't bothered looking. I've just seen this one. There's a fourth Doctor uh, toweling robe coming out as well. And the <laughs> basically it's the John uh, what season it was now. Basically it was that tweedy looking frock coat he had, um, and basically the front of it. Sort of like where the uh, lapels are. It's the multicoloured scarf going all the way around down to the bottom of the of the robe. So uh, mm, no doubt that would be going for forty nine pounds and ninety nine pence as well. Right, yeah. So yeah, you can. Unless as you go to bed, you can turn your telly off with your sonic screwdriver remote control. <laughs> Slip into your Captain Jack Harkness toweling robe and watch all the ladies leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I suspect they wouldn't have been any there in the first place, but never mind. Oh dear. Just as you do it, you, your mum calls you. You go to bed yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh dear. Uh, well, you just know I'll probably buy one. <laughs> yes, I can't, I can't think who I know buy one of those. Oh Christ! Right, okay. Well, I think on that note that that's the end of this particular um, section of Omega's Tech Corner, and I think it's also the end of the news as well. Unless you've got any uh, other little no, uh, no, t- I'm tidbits, not no. Try and top that. <laughs> it, things have got bad for this podcast if we can't top Captain Jack Hartley's Hartness <laughs> toweling robe. <laughs> right, let's end it now. Let's end it now. Right for another week. Then that was the news. Okay, it's review time, and right now, it's time to take a look back at Stolen Earth. Supreme One, the subway network, I would address it. Give me access. We've lost him. No, 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 there's another signal coming through. There's someone else out there. Hello? Can you hear me? Rose. Your voice is different, and yet... It's... Arrogance is unchanged. But he's dead. Welcome to my new empire, Doctor. It is only fitting that you should bear witness to the resurrection and the triumph of Davros, Lord and creator of the Dark Race. Right, I think it's your turn to go first this week, Paul. Okay. Um, yeah, I like this. You like this? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm trying to do it with blocking out, pretending I don't know what's coming next. <laughs> it's difficult, you, isn't it? Yeah. And if you do that, I actually, well, I certainly did. I actually enjoyed this. There's something about um, getting all the characters back together in an episode when you get one of these. It's, that's quite good if it's done well. And the build-up to this is done quite well, I think. Yeah, I, I'm sort of torn with this one, to be honest, because I, it does crack along at a fair pace, doesn't it? And it's, yeah. it's quite, you know, it's quite. An, In some ways, you know, actually, it, it's 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 the what the thing that lets it down the most is probably that it cracks along at too much of a pace. Yeah, um, yeah possibly. I mean, they've got a lot of there's a lot of sort of plot threads to bring together. Yeah, 
in this one. Um, and as I say, I think for the, you know, for the most part, it, I say it, it does move along. I think it's very well directed. Yeah, I really do. It's Graham Harper. So if you want something to do, as we said last week, an action-packed um, story, he, he's your go-to guy. Yeah. Um, but that there is there is still one hell of a lot that I don't like about it. But that's why I'm in two minds. I like it, but then on the other hand, I don't. I'm I'm split straight down the middle. Mm, I wonder whether a lot of that is because you know where certain bits are leading. No, no, it's it's not even that. Um, it's just like, um, oh, okay. Should, should we start with the stuff we like first, or I like first anyway? Because uh, you, yeah, you, okay, you, yeah. Because you, I mean, what what stood out for you most in this, um, in this? Particular episode. Um, it's it's not cause it's, it's not real. It's not what's today. It's just I just like the whole idea of it. And then when you get the way all the characters. I mean, particularly actually the the best bit on this is also when they first hear the Dalek voices coming through, and it goes round the different characters listening. Yeah, it was. Um... And interestingly, I mean, that was obviously that wasn't actually meant to be how it was written, was it? First of all. They wanted remember. it to remember. be all um, them attacking the Daleks attacking Westminster and all that, and then realised that budget for that was going to be <laughs> yeah. huge. So just decided, oh, they just have them. The first thing they have is them hearing the the Daleks' voice. Well, that it, that I mean, that did work. I thought rather well. It was, and it, it was, works, yeah. It was and you nice... actually think, oh, that's that's quite a, an understated thing for Russell T. Davis, and obviously because he couldn't afford to do what he wanted to do. But... Well, I, th- I think the only thing that that spoiled it, really, I think, if we go back to first transmission, is that the fact you knew it was going to be the Daleks, because um, there's already been in the series build up. There's they made the big thing about Davros was coming back, and you had all the photographs of him appearing everywhere. So that was so that spoiled it. Really. Well, they had tried to keep it quiet originally, mm. hadn't they? The BBC, yeah. Um, but obviously, you just well, even it actually, they in, couldn't. So, well, I mean, if you go back to the next week trailer from um, Turn Left, yeah, there was a quick flash of a Dalek. Yeah. So, so you know, the, the trailer ruined it anyway. But, but I think if they had tried to keep that, well, that, that they sort of, well, sort of had the thing that it was going to be Daleks, but the fact of. The Davros side of it was supposed to be they was trying to keep quiet, weren't they? Mm. But then again, didn't but, they just release a picture on their own website? In the end, I think once it become basically common knowledge. Before. Yeah, I yeah, I can't, honestly can't remember. But I um, know oh didn't it appear in the Sun first. I yeah, seem to remember. Yeah, some, something. It wasn't. It wasn't the BBC this time that had. No, it was. It, no, it was one of the papers that spoiled it. If I remember right, I think it was the Sun because. Um, Actually, the the funniest thing surrounding uh, this particular story, I think, is all the rumours that went around at the time. Yeah, like um, Harriet Jones was going to be, she was inside the Red Dalek. Yeah, I mean that that was the the main one, wasn't it at the time? Yeah, um, which had, I think had started out on Gallifrey Base on the forums there, and which a lot of the papers are famous for doing is trawling through the forums and picking bits out and reporting it as fact. And they yeah. did, and they did actually put that in the paper, yeah. Because um, I think by then we knew Penelope Wilton had been cast again, and they just said, "Well, no, she she's the Red Dalek. It's her revenge for the Doctor, you know, forcing her character out of um, 
out of office. <laughs> it was utter nonsense. But it was just funny. The rumours that was going around at the time was that, wasn't the other one that um, Adam was Davros. <laughs> oh, I don't remember that one. Do you remember that one because he because he had the um, he he had that that implant thing done, didn't he? Oh right, yes, in the, in the middle of his oh, head, yeah. and they just said, oh yeah, it, and again it was revenge against the doctor, and I thought, oh, cobblers, <laughs> absolute cobblers, but um, yeah. Um, but anyway, getting back, getting back to the build-up again. Yeah, it, it, okay, we we sort of knew the Daleks were coming, even at the time when it was first shown on television. But it still, it was still was really effective. Yeah, I'm not actually sure there's much I dislike in this. I suppose the one thing is probably the shadow proclamation and going there, which just to me didn't really how I'd envisaged it. No, it was a bit of a disappointment, wasn't it? Really. Um, I mean, the Shadow Proclamation, it sounds like, you know, it's mysterious and sounds, you know, some powerful... All-powerful. All-powerful, yeah. yeah. And you you get there, you just got, like, ladies dressed like Queen Victoria in mourning and yeah. and, and the Jadoon. Now, the, yeah. the Jadoon, I can... I can't even say it, but the Jadoon, um, I can sort of understand because they're supposed to be like some sort of space police, aren't they? Yeah, you can understand that they are part of the... Yeah. That, that was... They are the space police, so... But what what those white faced pasty women were doing, I've got absolutely no <laughs> I've got no idea no. what you know No. They obviously aren't spending a lot. I mean they've built this big space station. They've built it out of brick by the looks of it as well. <laughs> <laughs> well you can tell it was just some bloody office block they'd used just to yeah, or, or, you know, oh, it's got chrome and glass in it. That's futuristic, you know. Um Yeah, yeah. but the white painted brickwork where <laughs> but the TARDIS wasn't though, was it? <laughs> Well, they always seem to do that a lot, actually, because it's sort of a lot of spaceships seem to have a lot of steam pipes in as well, don't they? So, <laughs> yeah, this is bad. This is bad as the fourth Doctor stuff when they're wandering around the TARDIS and they come across the swimming old, pool. old swimming pool. <laughs> well, that's nice plastic sun lounges. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, yeah, that that was a bit of a disappointment, and then never referred to again. No, sure, yeah. sure they've got they've got their own little powers they can use to get to places but no they had to commandeer the doctor space uh these doctors i was just oh god that's uh, the doctor's spaceship the doctor's tardis so um yeah yeah I, I, just just there really to go and do the the planet thing wasn't it um, yeah that yeah, was it they come across as very unorganized yeah exactly um nah, that that just didn't didn't work but th- there's just loads of little little bits in it i thought just didn't just didn't work for me at all. Mm. Um, actually, what we were saying, we could go for the things we do. Like, okay, I thought the thing with the Earth being stuck and the TARDIS staying where it was. I thought yeah. that I thought that was a great idea. That the TARDIS sort of like that, that sort of separate to whatever was being moved. I, I really liked that. It just sort of stayed put and they opened up the doors and they were just in space. Yeah, something about the TARDIS isn't easily transported like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did like that. Um, and so sort of, again, it was sort of quite a long opening opening scene because it went for like four and a half minutes before you got to the opening titles yeah probably the most jam-packed opening sort of credits you ever had in Doctor the amount of names it had to chuck at the screen was incredible but yeah I'd I, I say I did, I did like that opening um, and I suppose uh, it ends with the, the reintroduction of Rose again and I just don't know what it is I just don't know they just forgotten how to write the character yeah I just it just sort of followed on from last week really didn't it yeah 
I mean, when she's actually now being outacted by John Barrowman as well. <laughs> <laughs> And do you know what? There, there were certain points that I thought he, I thought he was really good. I liked his um, reaction when um, Martha activated Project Indigo. Yeah, I thought that, that. I thought that was really his reaction, sort of like just sort of kicking stuff. I thought that was really good. Um, but again, this leads me back to what happened in last week's episode when you had the mention of like Sarah Jane and Torchwood and all that. When they were introducing this one, I thought again they were. I could have put that they were undermined again. The whole cat, the whole their characters and their shows were undermined. It's um, all, oh, we're all waiting for the Doctor. Yeah, and basically they were doing nothing really until Harriet Jones sort of gave them a kick up the backside. Yeah, you know the, the Torchwood team just were cowering in in the hub. Um, Sarah Jane was just sitting, blubbing her eyes out. And I thought, no, that's not what Sarah Jane would do. Yeah, yeah, and the fact that you've got effectively. Captain Jack has got a gun, a big gun. Yeah. Which can destroy Daleks, as we see later at near the end. Yeah, exactly. And but he, at no point does he think, oh, I bet I should go outside and start trying to protect people. Mm. I was actually it is just sitting there waiting for the Doctor. Yeah. Um, now, do you, what do you think about their, their sort of Sarah Jane's and the Torture Team's reaction to when they heard... The Dalek transmission is kind of going exterminate, exterminate over and over again. Do you think it was a little bit over the top, or just just pitched just about right? Um, well, to a certain extent, you've got to say you can understand Captain Jack's reaction because they killed him. Yeah, effectively. Um, so yeah, his 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 only experience of meeting them is they basically shot him. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I can I can get that. Um, I mean, I, obviously they. Those the others wouldn't have any idea what they was up against. No, well, I just I just thought that maybe sort of like Sarah Jane's reaction was a little bit OTT. But then I'm sort of on reflection, sort of kind of think well, they they're just trying to set the Daleks up as total and utter bastards again, aren't they? Yeah, um, as something to be scared of. I think it's the fact that you have got like Captain Jack is scared of them, Sarah Jane is scared of them. I think. Yeah. That, but then again. You know, I thought I thought that that was good. They're trying to make the Daleks scary again, and I think for the most part it it worked in this story because you got you know when they start rounding people up, yeah, and, and you they got just that, go and destroy the house where those three, yeah, I was going to say, that yeah, family that they, refused to come out, yeah, they kill a family, you know, yeah. so um, yeah, I thought yeah that they've trying to make them you know total and utter unthinking killing machines again, yeah, which which was great. Unfortunately, it's all undone in the next episode, but. Um, well, so that's what I say. You've got to watch this. You've got to com- try and review this. You had completely detached. You don't know what's coming. Yeah, you've got to do it completely detached. Um, now, one thing, another thing I, I did sort of like about the Daleks when they were sort of going, the, you know, chanting over again, the Daleks are the masters of Earth, was a nice little callback to the Dalek invasion Earth. Yeah. Uh, the Hartnell story, because I think what the, one of the, doesn't one of the episodes end with a Dalek saying, we are the masters, or Daleks are masters of Earth. Over and over again. So um, yeah, I thought that was quite. That was a nice little, nice little callback. And then of course you got Bernard Cribbins again. Yeah. Who again I thought was excellent. Not that he had as has much to do in this. And apparently the paint gun was his idea. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, excellent. He rung up Russell T Davis and said, "Can't we have him shoot him with a paint gun?" Yeah. Shoot a Dalek with a paint gun. Oh, I thought that was that was a nice little idea. That I like that. 
Uh, plus, I like, I like the payoff to that as well, actually. My vision is not impaired. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I quite like that. Um, On the basis that there's been, you know, the whole... There was two ways to get away from a Dalek, hasn't there, been in Doctor Who? You run upstairs, or you put something over the eye stalk. Yeah, and they've dispelled you, you, those myths, haven't they? hat over the Yeah, exactly, stalk, yeah. The... Yeah, but they've uh, dispelled those myths this time, haven't they? So, oh, yeah. good, good. You know, it, it, it goes back to making the Dalek... Again, Daleks all-powerful, you can't defeat them sort of thing. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, if you're supposed to be... There's supposed to be something that effectively the Time Lords were in battle with for however however long. Mm. They they should be. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, precisely, precisely. Um, actually, sticking with the Daleks for a moment, I the one bit I really love in this is Gwen and um, Yanto's what, what they think is their last stand. Yeah. Against the in the Torchwood Hub. I just love that bit with the like Gwen just screaming, firing the gun at the Daleks just come through the door. Although I do watch that and think to myself, surely they've got a bigger gun than that there somewhere. <laughs> Jack has taken the only decent weapon they had. Yeah, all that alien tech they're supposed to have. But no, I, well, actually, no, that's Graham Harper again, isn't it? Because he, he he likes, you know, he likes um, machine guns and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but it just was that. Soon they had all that time as well. They were supposed to be sitting around. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think it worked. I think yeah. it worked because it's even like Yanto says, "Well, they're not gonna. That's not gonna defeat a Dalek." And all of that, you one that I'm going out fighting. Yeah, and that was it. Oh really. yeah, I, no, I, no, I, just, I just like that. that. Yeah, I just like there that. Also, there is a question though about really should Captain Jack be dashing off and leaving them. Well, I think he just at the case he he knows that they can look after themselves really. Well, not well, as the case may be, but no, well, that, no, he, he did. didn't know that. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, he didn't know that. But oh well, okay. Um, now the other thing um, again, it's certainly a case of I'm all right, Jack. It, it literally was, wasn't it? <laughs> um, actually, the other thing I did like uh, we mentioned Penelope Wilton earlier on. I did like her in this. I, I okay the. You know, ex prime minister gag was, you know, really running to the ground. You know, her identif- you know, showing her credentials all the time. Um, yeah. But I did think she was good though, and especially the you know the bit where she sort I, of yeah the actual gag would actually would have been better. I actually quite the Dalek gag bit was yeah it would actually be better if they hadn't bothered doing that. The her saying who she was to them when there was on the link up stuff. Mm. They did not add that, but then just had her doing it to the Daleks. Yeah, I think it would have actually have just worked as the the payback joke to the first time you see her in Doctor Who. Yeah, it's just the fact it was done over and over again. Yeah. You heard it about four times in that fifteen minute spell, didn't you? Yeah, that's it. So it just got on sort of on me wick a little bit, but no, but I thought she was good, and, and the way when she sort of faced down uh, the Daleks that had come to kill her. Yeah. At the, at the end, I thought I thought she I thought she was really good in that, and it was quite a I think quite a moving scene because I thought it was, it was sort of I don't think that character deserved to die really if you if you, if you know what I mean. I just thought, yeah, I, mean, I just thought, I mean, I thought, what I, the fact is she you always she was always a character that had the best interests of the people at heart, wasn't it? Yeah, um, and I, I just wish she had another a scene with the Doctor. Yeah, really, to, just to say, look, what you, and she and she said to like all the, the all the the doctors' com- companions that she sort of drawn together that you know she knew one day the Earth would be in trouble and the Doctor wouldn't be there. 
Yeah. So she was proved right because he wasn't there. No. Um, and I, I would like to just to have seen a little payoff to that between her and the Doctor. Yeah. So, but I think again, it was it was just a lot of I mean, Russell C. Davis. It's it, it's <laughs> again, he was going for the spectacle, wasn't he? It was the, it was the season finale. It's a two part. He's going for the spectacle. He's he's just going for broke, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, that's what I was saying about in some ways. It was too rushed because you didn't actually have. You didn't really get a lot of how the characters were coping with what was happening. Yeah, it was all action rather than you. You've had very few moments of um, reflection, so to speak. You had the one bit where uh, they was in the, they were sitting in the hub, not knowing what to do mm. um, before Harriet Jones comes onto the um, on the screen. Yeah, and then you've also then got the bit of the reflection where. The doctor has followed the trial of the bees as far as he can, and then yeah. doesn't know doesn't know what to do. There were there were there was some... the only two points where you actually had characters actually asking, "What should we? What do we do now?" Mm. As well, opposed to <clears throat> it just happening. Yeah, there, there were those also. Uh, I thought I liked the bit when um, actually, if we, if we stick onto the the, the the bits we like, but we both like anyway. Um, I think. We haven't mentioned Davros yet, have we? No. Um, I think Julian Bleach is absolutely fantastic. Yes, he's. he's I actually, yeah, I quite liked. He's not Michael and, Wisher, but he's my second favourite Davros. He really and, is, and quite the sort of how you get the where where he is and what the sort of hierarchy of the his position with the. Mm. The Daleks as well. It is like back. He he hasn't. Well, you don't know about his hierarchy yet. No, do we? So, um, so in this episode, we still think he's in charge to a certain degree. Um, but I just like the way he was. Okay, before this was first aired, as I said earlier, everybody knew Davros was coming back. But I like the way they kept him in the shadows to begin with. Yeah. And you just saw like his silhouette with the, with the the glowing eye and basically his chair. That's all you could see of him, and like the the tapping of the his um, robotic claw, yeah, on his console. I thought I, I thought that was quite. It was quite well done. The creepy music for him as well. And actually, I thought the music was very good in this. To be honest, yeah, I really did. It was, um, but I just, I just like the music that went with it. It's all. It's almost like a horror film style music. There was like something lurking in the dark in the shadows. You know, I, I did quite like that, but when he cut, I like, and I, I liked the the first sort of confrontation between him and the Doctor. We just, he just hears his voice. Voice. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was excellent. Again, I mean that 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 was what was well work done on this was the fact that most the introduction and most of the tension was brought about by hearing the voice first mm. before you got to any visual ideas on it. Yeah. It's just the fact that Doctor thinks it's Rose trying to get through as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> this... Now, actually, this leads me back onto Rose again. All i say, it's needy, whiny Rose, isn't it, in this? I just get the, the sense that the whole thing is not... In this episode, she's not here to um, find the Doctor to save the universe. It's just the fact that I want the Doctor back. It's, yeah. it's all about her again. And I really hate that. <laughs> 
you know, it's just there's, there's, there's the point of holding her phone up above her head as if that's going to help the signal. I can understand there's some places oh, God, it was <laughs> I've like, stayed where you have was, to stand in a certain position to get a signal. I know, but it's all this, it's like praying to the heavens <laughs> and going, Oh, find me, doctor. Oh, get out. I really hate that. Um, yeah. and all that thing when she's watching, um, Martha and Jack and Sarah Jane and and Harriet Jones on the screen, and she's got oh I was here who's when Martha popped out oh oh, oh who's she I was here first yeah I thought, oh god here we go the jealous Rose thing again I thought oh god do, no leave off <laughs> I really I really do not um, like that aspect of this story at all no I really don't. Um, yeah, I it, actually you you sound about the the phone thing again. There's one thing I noticed today. Donna's mum, when she's um, hurt this her wolf and Rose standing in the circle. I don't know if you noticed this. It's like she's practically having an orgasm <laughs> when she when she's dialing the phone. If I, I, honestly, if you ever get a, if you ever watch it again, just watch the look look at her face when she's dialing the phone. It's 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 unbelievable. <laughs> I never noticed it until today. I thought, what the hell are you doing, woman? <laughs> oh, crikey. Yeah, so, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I just can't get over that bit. She, she literally she was standing with this look of glee on her. She had her eyes closed, a look of glee on her face. And she's sort of like, she's always like bent over double as well. <laughs> oh, dear. That's, that's, that's brilliant. Um, actually, and another thing, the. Um, Going back to when like Rose first appears, I've got it in for Rose this episode. Um, it's your turn. Is it? It's my I'm, turn. I've said my bit last week. <laughs> well, this is where things like there's there's little things I thought of like no, this just wouldn't happen. It's the bit when she um, she cashed the two guys loot in the electrical shop. Yeah, and she goes, "Oh, do you like my gun?" Um, I, I don't mind that line to be honest. I don't. I don't. She'll cock this big gun. And everything that's fine, but. She immediately sits down, looks at a laptop that was in the shop window, powered up, and is on the unit website and watching the incoming um, sort of radar of the Dalek ships approaching. And again, it's that RTD thing of any laptop you can just sort of like immediately with a click of a button just get into some top secret military website. And it was sitting in the shop window, for God's sake. (laughs) So again, it just that just did not work at all. The other thing, um, which you always see, I mean, the other the other thing on that actually is the um, the fact that the everybody gets the um, transmission of the uh, from Harriet Jones. Mm. But how does Harriet Jones know that um, Rose? Well, yes, exactly. Rose. That Rose is with Donna's Donna's family. Family. Actually, what well, the thing how did, is, how did she know about a Donna's family and b? The fact that if she knows that Donna's with the Doctor, why is she bother transmitting to her? Yeah, and how does she know that um, Martha's mum has got a laptop? Yeah, and, and that, then the fact that Martha might be there. Yeah, I know. I, that, can, understand, I can understand that she'd connect to Torchwood. And Sarah Jane via Mr. Yeah. Smith. I can understand that, yeah. Yeah, but random... even even they'd pick up something. Their, their software might be searching for any transmissions and pick up something. Yeah. But, but a home laptop. Wheels laptop isn't going to be. <laughs> oh, no, you, it, there's so many sort of suspensions of disbelief um, in, in this. It's just, I don't know, it's unbelievable. Um, 
Yeah, I, I was going to bring that. I was going to bring that up actually, but I mean, it, I mean, it could be that Martha's basically searching for something on the on the laptop and found it. Fair enough. Yeah, you don't get the point where, but the, but in with the with Donna's with Wilf's laptop, they're all sitting around away from it, and it suddenly picks up the transmission. Bursts into running. life, doesn't it? You know, and then you've got Rose being all sulky again because she's not, you know, with the, oh Christ. So. um but anyway, the other th- the other thing I didn't like that was the Martha in the unit headquarters in New York. Some of the acting there was unbelievably bad. It really was. Um, you got that that girl going, Martha, look at the sky. I mean, and you had everyone going, look at the sky. You know, yeah. so, not saying, oh, have you seen? Look at the big bloody planets up there. Yeah, you know, what you know, what the hell's going on? Sort of like, oh, look at the sky. Every single person said it. You know, I mean, sure you could have come up with something a bit more original than that um, and I thought the worst person this was Michael Brandon um, bits I can't say actually though that he bothered I thought, me that much I thought he was he was just ridiculous to be honest and he got the sort of RTD's favourite um, line he has to get into if there's any sort of um, big back okay. situation all those episodes of Dempsey and Makepeace that's the first time you've noticed him isn't it <laughs> I wasn't paying him any attention I was looking at oh, no. his barber but <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he says that bloody awful line, ladies and gentlemen, we are at war. Which Russell T. Davis seems to get into every uh, every season. And it's just so corny. It really is just so bloody corny. Um, and actually, if he's a member of UNIT, why has he got US on his... Yeah, exactly. Films? Yeah. He did have or a... U- yeah, well, I know they're supposed to be seconded from different... They wear their own uniforms as such, because they're just seconded to, to UNIT. But yeah, he would have some sort of unit stuff on him, wouldn't he? Yeah, like the, the wings and stuff like that. So, oh god. Um, <clears throat> now, the other thing I thought was um, ridiculous as well is when the doctor gets the transmission that all the his companions are trying to send him out of the Medusa Cascade. Um, why does the TARDIS have so much trouble? trying to go one second into the future. And the Doctor actually says, we're travelling through time. As the, I thought, well, oh, 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 really? You know, have you only just sussed that out? Um, I thought, what, what a ridiculous line. I just couldn't understand why the TARDIS was bursting into flames, trying to go one second into the future. Would it really have that much trouble? Well, I don't know. I suppose it's never tried to... If the, if the, It may have been that as a sort of one second in time but the whole thing of causing that was causing a barrier the whole of making the whole system that system be one second ahead of the rest of the universe was causing a barrier as opposed to not him just going through time he had to jump through this I don't know I don't know it just it just but there was no sort of nothing to explain it was there it was just spectacle yeah Really, and then yeah. and, that, and, yeah, he, and there, he's only... there was a, there was a bit as you say the fact that he, he sounds amazed that he's got to go through time. time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Now, um, obviously, that this brings us to that ending. Yeah. Right now, you get the the big thing with him and Rose rowing towards each other and the slushy music, um, and you get the Dalek exterminating the Doctor. Now, when you watched it at the time. Because they really did manage to keep that a big secret, didn't they? Yeah. 
Yeah, and I, they and hadn't that, even let. They hadn't even put that in. They, that that was the ending on all the preview copies, wasn't it? it was the shot? Yeah, and I. <laughs> It, it just actually does amaze me they managed to keep that whole regeneration scene a complete secret that it didn't slip out um, I mean I suppose it's one of those things isn't it they could do it they had a closed set to a certain extent yeah I mean the scenes in the in, in the street obviously that's why he had to be got back to the TARDIS because if they tried to have started it in the street yeah well there, there were quite a few even with- the set photos at the time, wasn't there? Of David Tennant lying on the floor and Billy Piper sort of kneeling over him. So they yeah. sort of knew, oh, it looks like the Doctor's in trouble. But um, yeah, yeah. I, I, when I saw that at the time, I honestly thought, are we going to get a new Doctor next week? Because I thought, yeah. if, I thought if they kept that quiet, if, if he regenerates into someone else, I mean, f- you know, fair play to him. I thought that that was that was a, a masterstroke. But now we know, obviously, that didn't happen. But um, I thought, as endings go, it was it was wasn't bad actually. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a decent cliffhanger, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. So you had you had him regenerating, and the two Daleks about to shoot Sarah Jane. Again, actually, the bit with Sarah Jane, I didn't think she would sit there, Karen, going, "I'm sorry," after you know bumping into the Daleks. Again, I just don't think she was well. Sarah Jane was well written at all. Yeah, I think. Well, obviously, I can't talk about next week, but I just, I just think this particular one, she's just a little bit too. What would you know? I can't do anything until the doctor gets here, and they're all like that a bit. They're all, they're all at the end, they all go off and try and find the doctor. I mean, I can understand that once they know he's around. Mm. Um, once they've seen him on the on the hookup four way hookup thing, mm. then I can understand that perhaps yeah, their faults are then. Let's get to the doctor. Here, know what to do. Yeah. It was more when they just were just sort of sitting around before that. Mm. Yeah, that's it. They all sit around with not not knowing what to do or anything. I mean, yeah. tor- tortured wouldn't do that. Sarah Jane wouldn't do that. Yeah, and it's already been established I mean, in their own shows. They wouldn't do that. Tortured, you know? to be honest. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and particularly Captain Jack, who knows he actually could have gone out there with his big gun. He's not in any danger himself. No, he's not. No, let's be honest, he's not. And he could have perhaps saved a few people. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's it's just sort of like they, it was just done purely just to move the story along and completely forgotten what what how those characters have been built up in their own shows. Yeah. And I think that's the danger of a crossover because you you you're trying to fit them into a different show's sort of mythos, really, aren't you? Even though they they sprung out of Doctor Who. Yeah, but, they, but they've planted their own roots, haven't they? Well, especially with Torchwood, because you obviously you can't have them acting like they do in Torchwood. No, no, because I think it was really was Torchwood. Uh, Captain Jack would want to take Gwen and Yanto, I think. Yeah, yeah, which they're not going to show in Doctor Who. So he, he, no. he, they've won one last fling, I think, Captain Jack. But uh, yeah, yeah, who knows? Yeah, so I thought as endings go, it wasn't bad. If you if you purely put it in that context, without thinking about next week, yeah, I mean, I, I think the, I think the episode works well, and you're building up to yeah, it was just to what you think is quite a good yeah. It was just it was just things I didn't like about it, but that's why I'm saying I, I'd like the episode because it's fast paced and it's well directed. Um, there's some interesting sort of um, camera angles as well when the, when the camera's pointing at Davros, sort of pointing up from underneath at an angle. It's giving this like really. It's almost like they like they used to shoot um, the villain's lair 
in um, the old Batman TV series. Do you remember? Everything was always skew whiff. Yeah. It was a little bit like that, and I'd, I'd quite like the just interesting. There was some interesting stuff being done there. Just there were just little things that I thought, no, that is that's awful. Um, ah, now there's one thing I, I, I was going to mention. I completely forgot. Um, I'm sort of going back a little bit here. Um, again, RTD's overuse of popular culture and the inclusion of the Paul O'Grady show. Yeah. Sorry, that would not happen, would it? Really. No, as, as yeah, as if it's, they would actually be. It's practically the end of the world, and they're still showing the Paul O'Grady show. Show, well, and not, and not, and, and I not, suppose this could be a reasonable assumption that that is the end of the world. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's not even a repeat. It's actually current. It's and he's actually talking about the planets in the sky. Yeah. So I'm sorry, it just wouldn't happen. And you still got like news reports going on. I think no. There will be no communications that if, if there's that end of the world scenario, um, the Paul O'Grady show would not be on. Um, yeah, I just... it has to be said actually as well. Well, the Enzo's laugh is one of the worst false laughs, guy. <laughs> yes, I will completely agree with that. It, it was pretty bad actually, wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I just thought it was... And the fact that, A, it's on the television, B, that Yanto's sitting there watching it. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know. I know there's sort of like in, in Torchwood, the, the actual Torchwood TV series, the, the characters have proven to be idiotic, I suppose, at certain times. So um, I suppose they're just carrying on with that motif, aren't they? Yeah, I suppose. Okay. Yeah, I suppose so. I'm, I'm cutting it some serious slack there. But... <laughs> Okay, well, I suppose really that's about as far as we can go with this, isn't it? Um, yeah, I thought so. Yeah. So you like it? Yeah, I sort of like it, with with a lot of reservations. Yeah. So that's, I don't I say I don't dislike the episode. I won't go that far. No, 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 I like it. I was quite. I wasn't overly looking forward to watching it, and actually watched yeah. it again, and it's actually quite good. I think my my. My thoughts on this episode is clouded because I tend to think of the two of them as this week and next week as one episode. Well, that, that's in my head now. Yeah, well, that's the thing because I think the week after um, Journey's End aired, actually, it might have been the next day. I can't. I'm trying to remember now. No, I think it was the following week. Um, they showed it on Sunday afternoon, both parts as like a like a a TV movie. Right. The fol- the very following weekend, and I, was, I don't know if it would work any better. Like that, I don't know. But, but anyway, we'll save that for next week. Um, no, well, probably not because the cliffhanger wouldn't work. And I think the cliffhanger does actually work. And I think that was mm. one of the things remembering back about this episode. Yeah, it certainly was the one... fact that it worked. So well, it well. got everyone talking. It even made the news over here as well, didn't it? Yeah. You so actually wanted to see the next episode. Yeah. And didn't it get its highest ratings of that series the following week? More than likely, yeah. I honestly can't remember. But, but I can so. remember people who don't watch Doctor Who, or I don't think watch Doctor Who, talking about, oh, do you think he's going to regenerate? Yeah. So, I mean, as as a publicity stunt goes, it was a doozy, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> really was. But, uh, oh, well, well, <laughs> will, it, will all this goodwill from us get spoilt next week? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're giving away the plot now, spoilers. <laughs> Oh dear. right, okay then. Well let's let's um 
let's wrap this up then, shall we? Let's wrap, wrap this up now. Okay, right. Well, we will be back uh, next week with Journey's End. And yes. hopefully we should have a very special guest with us as well. Yes. As it's the uh, the last story of the uh, of the season. and Because we, we like to uh, try and get a special guest in when we can. So, um, yeah, so hopefully, if all goes to plan, we shall have someone joining us next week. So, um, that's it then. So, for another week... That is goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. listen to the Who's He podcast, a proud member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. If you'd like to get in touch with us here at the show, please drop us an email at feedback at who's-he.co.uk and please also visit our website, which is at www.who's-he.co.uk and you can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast.